Awesome crushing might of a show where a baby is sleeping 10 feet on the microphone. The Eugene S. Robinson show. Stop. He is, I hope. Sleeping showstopper. <laughs> First, we'll let Bob Riley sing us in very quietly. Same way he has since 2007. <laughs> exactly. Just like DT. Huntington Beach, California. Shoot you to death in a nightclub and hit your car with a hammer. Sorry for the whispery intro, but hey, this is this is the reality of the game when you got yourself uh, almost three month old in the house. Uh, she just opened her eyes. She pooped and then opened her eyes, kind of like me. <laughs> in that order, poop, open my eyes, wonder where I am, and hope that I, I haven't offended too many people vis a vis the poop. Um, listen. It is rare. <laughs> well, surprise. I have. A, I think I may have a special guest coming in the last 10 minutes. So we're going to rush through this in the hopes that this actually works out. Um, look at Archer. He showed up uh, in hopes that this actually works out. So here we are at the, at the culmination of UFC 254. And uh, let me make sure that I got this all the stuff right. Uh, commercials at the top of the hour. This is uh, V136. Commercials at the top of the hour. Uh, Pinko95014 at yahoo.com. If you want to donate, I got Cash App. I got Venmo. Uh, I got PayPal if you want to go those ways as well. Um, I guess I gave you the PayPal. Uh, 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 
patreon.com slash the stomper. Um, one of you was kindly enough to, um, I got a check around here. Thank you for the check, Mr. LB, Tommy LB. Um, and uh, one of you is, uh, uh, I don't know that he wants me to use his name. Let's just say Mr. Mr. Uh, Mr. Viking Rooms. Um, going to donate, going to donate his uh, 250 uh, to the cause of getting a new laptop. Uh, I don't know when. I'm hoping before this thing craps out. Alexi's got this new thing that he can uh, he can do the the uh, uh, show. Uh, if I did it off of uh, his iPhone 12, of course he's got all the nice stuff. Nah, nah. The October surprise was not that. I can't tell you until November. Like I told you, November first, they would have had plenty of time to break loose with the. I was sworn to secrecy by a blood relative. I can't break that. Can't break it. But thus far, the October surprise that I was told inside track on has not yet been revealed. Um, and uh, if you want a hint, uh, let's see if I can give you a hint without violating the terms. I can't even really give you a hint without violating the terms of the agreement. So wait till November 1st, which will be next week. And then we'll talk about the October surprise that I was sworn to secrecy that thus far has not been revealed. It has not been the COVID thing. It has not been any Hunter Biden thing. It's not been any of the things that have thus far seemed pretty surprising about the, the 2020 election. But I will share it with you on November 1st. I promise. Just remind me. That's all. Um, so a uh, um, commercials are done. Uh, what else? What else I got around here? Um, told you about Jim Gold stuff last week. And we got the hot chip, which I still have not eaten. We got something coming from Mr. Land. He uh, just in time for the holidays. It's a special piece of artwork that he's done. Um, I I I don't know if the October surprise will happen. And given an, and and I will share with you in its entirety what it is on November first, um, since I think yeah. This, since, since I think it'll be too late for it to affect anything one way or the other. Um, and I have to tell you, honest to God, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I, like, I, like, but like I said, it was a blood relative who told me. I'm sworn to secrecy. Yeah, I'm a man of my word, so I got I to gotta keep it quiet until November 1st. You know, um, Actually, November 1st is still before the election. But if they were going to bust loose with it, they would have already busted loose with it. So um, I'm not telling Ozzy. I'm not telling anybody. So it's okay. So UFC 254. Let's just get straight to that, shall we? I don't want to chop up the last 10 minutes that we have uh, the guest in. Now, you may watch Care Don't Care preview, or you may not watch Care Don't Care preview. But the reality of it is that a couple of things happen on that show. And one of the things that we do is we look at the fights that have passed, and then we look at the, the fights that are coming up. Well, typically, we started by looking at the fights that are coming up, and that it, on a crap card wasn't enough to carry it. So then we start looking backward. When we start looking backward, we started competing over, over, over who was more right and who was more wrong. Coincident to that, there's a cat named Finley Beaton Beaton Finley, 
reminds me of this guy, this Vietnam vet I once knew named Michael James, James Michael, as is. They killed somebody 2,000 years ago, man, and they still feel guilty about it today. Uh, guy who used to live in the school bus, not more than 10 miles from where I am. Um, it broke him. Whatever happened in Vietnam broke him. So, <laughs> um, so, I actually drive by there every day. I see the place where he used to live in the bus. Former publishing guy, was a photographer for whatever news service serves Vietnam, actually saw combat duty whilst taking photos. Came back, was never right. Michael James, James Michael, as is. Finley beaten, beaten, beaten Finley. He started doing a statistical analysis of the pics that we got and the rightness. He was the one who told me that, yes, indeed, Edson Barbosa was a gict, that it wasn't my fault, that he was just hiding the red, you know, three-card Monty, that he was hiding the red better than, <laughs> he was better at hiding the red than I was at finding the red, or like my friend in, in uh, Tel Aviv once said, nobody who knows anything about life plays this game, Eugene, and yet there I am playing the game. So he did a statistical analysis of the breakdown between the number of cares, the correctness of those cares, and he did this over time, right? So for, for permanent bragging rights. So then, of course, I realized that they, they got to be certain rules to the game. One of the rules to the game is you can't, the show is called Care Don't Care. It can't be win, it can't be win, don't win, right? Because then you start to pick fights that you care about, and then it's a slippery slope. You start to pick fights that you don't even watch. Like when we were running a, a, a Skull Game, the porno company, at some point, one guy, he was always good. He, he was getting his reviews in on time, and the reviews were coming in on time, and he was like, and I was getting them up, and I was like, man, you're, re you're reviewing a lot. I think this was a porn review site. You actually reviewed pornography like like you would movies, right? Um, and this guy was turning out 14 a week. You realize 14, 14 times 90 minutes you know how much pornography that viewing that is? And finally, I'd say, how, how are you managing to do this with your prior obligations working for Catholic Charities, which was his daytime job? <laughs> and uh, he said, oh, I just ranked the reviews based on the cover. <laughs> right, right, Thursday. He just writes reviews based on the cover. And I was like, wait a minute. So it's okay. So it's not care. So it's not win, don't win. It's care. You genuinely have to tell me about a fight that you care about. And that's where we developed the gins, the John Nash scale of significance. You know, you have to be in the top 10 or, or threatening the top 10. If you're out of the money, if you're top 16, there's no significance. There's no significance now or further down the road. Um, so, um, <laughs> yes, thank you, sir. Um, so, so we have rules. We have the gins, the John Nash scale of significance. And then recently today, we put into place a new system, which was, so it wasn't, the system was not totally gained. Steph had, for the duration of the show, always asked for, she would offer her pick, she would ask me for my pick, and then she would ask John for his pick. So John had the, the, the accumulated, the accretion of two previous analyses before he was able to make his pick. Needless to say, this past week, John got first place. That is not as significant as the fact that I got last. A zero, a goose egg, a, a bottom, the caboose, the, the last thing on the list. 
Zero. Do you realize I could have drunkenly picked fights and probably would have gotten better than zero? Do you, do you realize I could have asked Cora to pick fights and she, she would have done better than zero? Do you realize how hard it is to get Do you realize how, how deep I had to dig to get zero? Yeah, how deep, deep, deep I had to dig to, to beat zero. Let me explain to you my thinking. So first of all, with, with, with uh, 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 Gaethje, the image I saw was in, in him lay, lay, laying Khabib out, walking away, jumping up on the thing, and Khabib struggling, looking for his mouthpiece. That's the image I saw. In my mind, when I close my eyes, I dream of betrayals. In my mind's eye, my thoughts set fires in your cities. That's what I saw. But that's not what happened, is it? It was easy. The odds were but plus 250. Everybody could see. But the odds makers are not always right. And in the Justin Gaethje that fought Tony Ferguson is a Justin Gaethje that I saw coming tonight. But you got to understand, if you stand on a riverbank for long enough, are you seeing the same river even if you don't take your eyes off the river? Riddle me that. No, 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 no. It's not the same river. <laughs> so, 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 Justin Gaethje is on fire. He he is a is a man on on a mission against against Ferguson. He's got a new team. He, he's he's uh, uh, <laughs> exactly. He's got a new team. He he is uh, his head's back in the game, and he he's a genuinely tough guy. In defense, what did I not factor on? I did not factor on the consistent, the consistent ignoring of of uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu fundamentals that anybody with any kind of wrestling bona fide has 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 worked into their game. The only only person I know who came up with wrestling bona fides who takes Brazilian jiu-jitsu seriously that I know from personal experience. Cain Velasquez. The other cats, they give a lip service. They don't really. They don't really. You know? <laughs> I mean, uh, so, but that's, I'm getting ahead of the game. So that was a Justin Gaethje that I expected to walk in. Okay, it's my, I'll accept responsibility. It's my fault for not realizing that the river always changes. And when I see him walking into the, the down that vomitorium, which is a name that you call the entryway, the official name that you call the entryway that goes into a stadium, when I see him walking down in that vomitorium, I get a bad feeling. Yes, I'm going to get into the way into it because it's a non-factor. And, and yes, they did do it. And somebody recent, like minutes ago, tweeted on, uh, on the Twitter machine about they think it was a work. I'm not going to go that far. I'm not going to get crazy. I'm not going to get that crazy. <laughs> yes. I think Khabib's teammate came to last place. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm not going to get that, that, that crazy saying that this was a work. You know why? Because I looked into Justin Gaethje's eyes as he walked down that vomitorium. You know, you guys come out here. You all look different. But you all come out. You all look the same. How's that? Scared. 
not so much scared, but not in that same place. The place he was, you go back and you compare those walk-ins, compare the Ferguson walk-in to the Khabib walk-in. I'm talking about Gaethje's face, specifically taking a real good look at his eyes. And you tell me that you see the same person. You know, there can be, there can be, there, there is that, that line from that Jay-Z song. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, look. Yeah, 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 I know the big chick. But you don't have to be the Jay-Z song. I won't lose. He went in, into the Tony thing and he was like, this is, this is no way. There's no way. There's no way. I, I, any kind of future in which I am not winning this fight is not one that I've even be able, been able to conceive of in my wildest imagination. They say, you know, the theories of knowledge that say that anything, that anything that you see that you already have seen because otherwise your brain wouldn't be able to conceive of it, right? I, I have I have a two and a half month old, almost three month old right here. I show her this phone. It doesn't register as anything significant. There's nothing in her basis of two and a half months alive on this planet experience that lets her know that there's any that what this is at all. She's just recognizing her own hands. So the so so when he comes in against Ferguson and says, "I can't imagine this," I imagine that's a pretty solid, pretty solid win over five rounds. Now, but what happened? Okay, Mister Robinson, what happened against? Against against Khabib, all the wind was blowing in the right way for him against Khabib. Yeah, he was twitching. The whole the whole embroglio with the with the you know the team team towel, oh, in the in the really fast way in, nothing was going to stop this fight. They had Chandler as a backup. Nothing was going to stop this fight. No, 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 no. I, I, I'm not reading the comments because I'm too close to the screen. I need my glasses here. I'm not, I'm not hating on Khabib. Not at all. And I'll address the Johnny, Johnny Boney Joni thing later as well. Uh, I get it. No, she's back to sleep. So I, I think nothing was going to stop this fight. And if you think the bald one didn't know that he was going to retire tonight, you're wrong about that. They knew they knew. And if they knew what they knew, there's no way they were going to stop it for a pound. Did the pound make a difference? It did not make a difference. To, to, to the idea that this was a work to grease the skids on his way out? Or you say, well, did they do it to any other champ? Did they do it to any other champ? Randy Couture lost and then retired and was never well liked by, by bald-headed management. Who else? Who else left GSP, that was a surprise. Purposefully, because he knew the pressure. Somebody, one of the pro, pro fighters I told you about, described being in the UFC as having the worst girlfriend ever. Constant, continual demands. You know, uh, uh, you know, complaints. Constant complaining, keening, complaining, misery, nothing. It's like calling you late at night, early in the morning. That's what they said it's like. GSP knew he had to do the way he did it. He knew about the broken foot. He knew about it. 
No, the reasons to hate on Khabib. Him thinking it was a big joke making a homeless guy do push-ups for money, that wasn't funny. That wasn't funny. But that, that's not what we're talking about now. What we're talking about now is the prospect. What was in Justin Gaethje's head prior to this fight that changed his eyes going down that vomitory? The wind was all going his way. You know, it wasn't going. It wasn't going his way. The wind was not going Khabib's way. So unless he's looking at the Vegas morning lines, you know, unless he was looking at the Vegas morning lines, what was it that got in his head? He was twitchy during the weigh-in, and uh, and then when the when the camera pulls in and Buffer's doing his monkey show in the middle, he wouldn't look at him. And if you think that he didn't know that he was retiring, you're wrong about that. And then that's now you start to feel like maybe the plausibility of a work is there. But no, there are two types of works. I mean, it didn't really make a difference one way or the other, whether the guy retires undefeated or not. To just, you know, there's a temptation to crap in the middle of that cake, no matter how much they pay you. But they're different futures. Of course, the future with him winning is a great future. So I have a hard time seeing this as a bona fide work, especially given all the signs from the eyes that I'm getting. So his back is to him. He won't pay attention. They say fight and they go out and there's this tentative thing. And I start to get a sinking, horrible sensation in my gut because I know what I'm seeing. You know what that look is? That's the look of the guy who gets the date with the super hot chick. And is so worried that he's going to blow it that he blows it. It's a mixture of excitement, fear. Let's, let's make up a word. Over-admiration. Mythologizing. So the other guy, the most important person to you in that next 25 minutes is a person locked in the cage with you who's not wearing pants. And this guy is not so much a red pants tonight, but historical shit is happening here. And if he knew that the guy was retiring, you know, I'm not saying that he's going to give him a send off or that they played on his heartstrings or that his father, that he cares about any of that. If I'm Justin, not the Justin who walked in against Tony Ferguson. That's not what I saw. How do you compel somebody to do to do something? How do you compel somebody to act against their primary best interest? You convince them their primary best interest is not here, but over here. Sorry, here, but over here. Cash is only, these guys have already made way more money than any other future, in any other future they would have had for themselves. Cal Sanderson is the only wrestler I know who in Jordan Burroughs probably making real money. Like I was shocked when I found out that Carl Lewis actually made money. How's a guy who runs amateur track and field make money? It's a big sport in Europe. You can do it professionally. Well, how can you do it professionally if you still appear in the Olympics? Olympic magic. So Gaethje comes in and he, start, he starts to fight and he's missing with the kicks. And he knows. He said it before. All I got to do is stay off the fence. 
man, is that a tell? I'm going to stay up the fence or I'm fucked. So he tries to stay in the center. He tries to stay in the center. And, you know, and then you see something happen with Khabib. Where Khabib just kind of goes, you know, screw this. I, <laughs> I got stuff to do. I got stuff to do. Arguments in favor of the possibility of it be a work. That was an awful fast tap. If you've been in that position, if you've been doing jujitsu, you know what I do psychologically? Well, when I used to do jujitsu, first thing I do when I feel somebody coming on savagely like that, I relax. And because I'm all about the psychops, I relax and I go loose. Because I want the guy to think, oh my God, I've choked him into unconscious. They let go in just that briefest of seconds, I can get enough air to fight white my way out. Maybe. <laughs> uh, well, it, 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 there are two types, right? There's the carotid on the side where it cuts the blood, and you see those big exploding water balloons of blackness around you. And then there's the air. And there can be both. Yeah, it was a fast tap and they and they and they and they and they, and they, they he, he he didn't see it. He ignored it. Yeah, I know. So um, but let's 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 back up a bit. So he's going so Khabib at a certain point goes, you know, fuck this. But what? Let's see what this guy's got. He he got hit with a couple of shots, but the guy was hitting in in, in with him. Second guessing himself, and that's it. That's it. On the assumption that this was a legit fight, that's it. On crime faces, the guy, the two guys fighting in the subway, old guy and a young guy who's wearing for some reason two baseball caps. Old guy starts doing fifty-two blocks on him, fucks up the younger guy. The younger guy, at one point, gets uh, a single leg in the subway. And then the older guy starts doing 52 blocks. And then the younger guy bends down to pick up his hats. <laughs> right? <laughs> so he, he, when he picks up his hats, uh, AC from Crime Faces goes, it's a virtual white flag. Virtual white flag. He takes those shots and doesn't feel anything, as far as he's concerned, that's a virtual white flag. I got nothing to fear from this guy. And Justin starts with uh, hitting and whiffing, whiffing and hitting. Now, some guys, when they get to that moment, when they get to that hot chick moment, they're going to bobble. It's just in their nature to bobble. However, I don't think that uh, Gaethje bobbled. I think Gaethje came up against his limitations as a fighter and a human, and that's just where he is. Sometimes you shoot for 10, you get eight. Sometimes you shoot for 10, you get six. Maybe you're just a six. Maybe you're just an eight. Face the fucking facts. Does this Eugene Robinson have a Pulitzer? I do not have a Pulitzer. So what does he do? He does something simple. 
He can see that the guy, he can see that he's elongated his body, that Gaethje's elongated his body in preparation for a shot. And Khabib takes his shots from not a wrestler shot, which is close. He takes them from relatively far out, but just keeps driving. So Khabib goes, fuck that. I'm going to stand him up. And the way he stands him up is by closing the distance. It was very subtle. It was like a foot, 12 inches. So suddenly he's standing up, and, and Gaethje can't figure out how to angle off to get a shot in. And there is still the ever-present threat of a takedown as long as he knows the fence is out of, uh, on his back. Immaterial to me. Immaterial to me because if you're a wrestler, what happens when you get taken down? What happens in this instance is tap, 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 tap. <laughs> Ridiculous. You know, if, if he was, if Khabib was here, AKA, I would go over there now and let him put me in that and just to see how long I could last. Of course, yes, he has the whole first five rounds of exhaustion and adrenaline dump and all the shit going through his head. Okay, I, I'm not crapping on Gaethje, necessarily. People show up, find themselves wanting. What can you do? But from Khabib's point of view, it's like, he probably, how about this? Not a work, but probably a deal. And the deal was this. If you lose this fight, You'll come back and you'll do your 30th fight and it'll be a rematch against this guy so you can redeem yourself and then retire. If you win this fight, you can go home now because that's how he fought. He fought contingency. <laughs> or alternatively, I got to get out of here now. <laughs> I got shit to do. I got to get out of here. Got to beat this guy now. Key bono. Who benefits? He does. I asked uh, Steph and John, uh, you know, we record Care Don't Care Sunday mornings, even though you guys won't hear it till uh, 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 Monday afternoon at noon because she apparently edits it. <laughs> Not like the free and easy, the freewheeling, the freewheeling showstopper. No edits. Yeah, the foot injury, it wouldn't have, it would have bothered him as much the first as it would have been the third. They keep saying Sambo, Sambo, but, you know, Sambo is mostly, in my mind, is a lot of, if you watch the, the first Sambo guy who I saw work very effectively was Oleg Tokhtarov, and it was a lot of ankle, knee, leg stuff. In my mind, that's distinguishes Sambo. Or a friend of mine once, he said yesterday in the fight, he's Russian, dirty and desperate. <laughs> that's what Sambo looks like to him, always dirty and desperate. Yeah, I think he saw that the... He knew instinctively. I don't even want to say instinctively because it says like it makes it sound like it was an intellectual process for him. He saw that the it wasn't the, the same Justin that came in against Ferguson. If I if I had been in the green room watching the video, I would have been like the fight's over. Hey, uh, take my order to Chipotle and then then I'll be back in a second. You know. So, so Khabib, he starts taking off his gloves. Annex says something like, or somebody says he's taking off his gloves. DC is nowhere to be seen. People were, 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 were actually crying. They were, they were, they were crying. 
and when I think about when GSP retired, people were confused. They weren't crying. He had to do it that way because they weren't going to let him out. No, this live chat's not being edited. The threats to my life that come through, I edit those out. <laughs> or the ones that call you, where you start calling each other assholes and different names. I, I don't let those in because I don't want you fighting, not when I'm there. Not that I care whether you fight or not, but I don't want you doing it on my time to answer your question, Mr. Khan. But otherwise, both hands here. Can't edit with both hands here. I'm talking about, I'm talking about like afterward. June does some stuff. June puts in the bumpers and the music and all that stuff. And she does a great job at it, by the way. So uh, Khabib was like, screw it. Let me get me out of here. And it was beautiful. The chain was beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And he, Justin, made, so the guy threatens with an arm bar. And uh, <laughs> no, nah, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what you, maybe it's on your system. My hands are here. I'm not editing anything. The Russian great heavyweight's name, which one? Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh he, he does the thing that you have to remember. If you can, I'm trying to get Craig Jones to do. A, I'm doing a How to Suck Less series. That's what's been eating my time. If if somebody like can't, if I haven't been able to work on True Story, um, it's because I've been I've been uh, corralled into doing stuff for the Carlos Watson show. So that's why I'm behind on all my own stuff for Ozzy. Um, but I I've been, I I did have time to sneak in a series, a How to Suck Less series. So we did a How to Suck Less at chess with the Grandmaster Maurice Ashley. We had a suck less at skateboarding with Corey Duffel, who's like a world-famous kind of skateboarder. Uh, how to suck less at being a monster, the guy who played the Demi-Gorgon on, uh, on Stranger Things. So I'm doing this whole How to Suck Less series, and I decided I want to do one on, on jiu-jitsu. And so I'm having Craig Jones do a, a, a How to Suck Less at jiu-jitsu. But one of the basic things that I can think about uh, with jiu-jitsu is everything that you feel yourself naturally doing, you don't do. So he, he, he gets into, he's, he's, in, um, he's in Khabib's guard, and nobody had seen the bottom Khabib. He doesn't do it that often. doesn't play bottom that often. And he, st he starts to feel the armbar come on, and, and what, what does he do? I'll tell you what I do. <laughs> what I do is I go in. <laughs> That's cool. Well, yeah, keep in mind, my sister has played... Russia several times, and Oxbow is still trying. So when they start live music again, let me know. We'll hook you up with our European booker and you give us a skinny on playing shows in Russia. The guy gets my arm for an arm bar. I go in. Now, Justin has been in a situation where he's been able to pull me, body slams, guys. Dangerous game. And if you spend any time doing jiu-jitsu, you would know. You can, you can, you can do that. But unless it's being done to you by a Johnny Boney Joni uh, and your Vita Belfort, you, and even that, if you heard his arm cracking as it was happening, even that, nah, nah. You, you got to go back to your zero position. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, my, <laughs> yes, my Grammy, my Grammy winning sister, Maya Asuseda. Um, yeah, Tony is broken. Tony's done. He's finished. And that's what I'm getting to as well. Then you go in. 
And so he, if you go in, his legs are more around your waist. He's got to scramble up and get him up to the top to get that triangle. But it was textbook. It was like I was, I felt like I was watching a demonstration in class. That's what I felt like I was watching. Done. Done, 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 done. And I expressed feelings of sadness. I expressed feelings of sadness on, uh, on, on the Care Don't Care this morning, which you'll see tomorrow unless she edits it out. For what? Because I think they denied it and they told me I was crazy. I think Khabib left his division. I think Khabib left his division in disarray. Am I dropping out? What's happening? I think he left his division in, in disarray. And she goes, no, he did exactly what he's supposed to do. He cleaned out the entire division, then he retires. And that's what's supposed to happen. And I go, yeah, but I'll, I'll, I, 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 you know, look, Johnny Boney Joey leaves light heavyweight. He didn't leave his division in disarray. I'm not as excited to see Reyes fight. Uh, uh, um, I wasn't excited, as excited to see Reyes fight Blahovitz. But I didn't feel like I was watching. First of all, I guess Blahovitz hasn't fought Johnny Boney Joey. And secondly, I didn't feel like I was getting, getting retreads. I didn't, I didn't get the sense I was watching Yeah Butts fight. And he thought, oh, McRapist is back? McRapist against Dustin Poirier? Yeah, but they both got beaten by Khabib. That's industry, industry platinum standard of which you will never be again. And, and never, never, ever, ever. How can you, unless you beat that guy, you can, there, you will always be a yeah, but, a yeah, butter. Yeah, but, yeah, but, and it's not even like you, you need to do a douche and get young, young guys in that division who can say, hey, when Khabib was getting his, his 29 and 0, I was watching him since I was in sixth grade. Ah, where are you right now? Well, I'm 14 and 0. Uh, now we got somebody. Now it becomes like baseball when we're talking a game of numbers. They're gonna, they're gonna. So they're gonna, who knows what's gonna happen with Mick Rapist? We don't, we don't know. But this is, this is what it's come to. Uh, you know, that, uh, keep in mind, part of the reason, part of the reason for my extreme disdain for for Mick Rapist is because of how much he had and how much he threw away. You know, and, and people are giving Johnny Boney Joni a hard time for coming that because. You know, I'm sitting at I'm sitting at home doing the same thing. Yeah, I was sad and it was an emotional exit and so on. And it could be, even though I'm still thinking about the homeless guy that he was making do push-ups for money, whatever. You know, I'm thinking. But it, but then the commentators always get you. They start talking like this is the second coming of Jesus Christ. I know that's in bad taste, given that the guy's a Muslim, but you know what I mean. He's the greatest, the most dominant, the most domineering. The, 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 yeah, and, and you know Johnny Boy Jones like whoa whoa easy easy. The guy is thirteen and zero in the oofsie. Okay, I don't know about these other cats he fought. Twenty nine. I don't know who these sixteen other guys were. Like Thomas Hawkins said about Julio Cesar Chavez. Maybe they were Tijuana cab cab drivers, taxi drivers. Who knows? So people are like Johnny Boy Jones. Why don't you just let him enjoy his moment? Nah, you don't understand. Johnny Boney Joni got where he is precisely because he's not the kind of guy who would let a guy like that enjoy his moment. They are to themselves 
actually fully realized. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. He could have let him have his moment, but it's not like Khabib's all pressed up against his Twitter machine. That was for us. That was for Johnny Boney Joni for us. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> she's sitting there taking a poop. I'd like to imitate her performance now as I speak. I will interrupt the show to take a poop. No way. Right now, right here. So, yeah, so the idea of fighting all these fights and, and then not only winning, which people were giving Johnny Boney Johnny, but I said, hey, bro, when you start finishing guys, we'll come start paying attention to you again. But as long as you leave the room with the doubt, like you did against Reyes in the in the in the first Gustafson fight, you know, <laughs> well, no, I mean, look, I told you when I interviewed Johnny Boney Joni, and I, I said, well, it's like you know when you had the the, the problem with your fight with with uh, Chael Sonnen, and he goes, I, I didn't have any problem with Chael Sonnen. I said, oh, you let me finish, man. What I'm saying is, you know. Your toe, you broke your toe off. They could have stopped the fight. Anything could happen. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I knew I had to finish it. Oh, oh okay. But uh, the, 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 the combination of extreme touchiness and danger, this is what makes a, makes a, makes a champion or a dangerous one. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, so, um, so, that's it. The, Khabib is gone. He, he's in that Mayweather space now. I don't know many how many hip hop records he can make. I don't know. Don't know. Don't know how many hip hop. But you know, Steph said it cleverly. She goes, you know, he's probably not gonna. Make, he's probably gonna do what he likes now, which is just coaching people. Go back to Dagestan. We could live on what he's made quite easily. <laughs> quite easily. And, uh, you know, and he's got kids. I, actually, I didn't know that he had kids. I thought that the whole thing where, oh, you got married to a towel that, that Connor McRapist pulled on him, you know. <laughs> that would be great. That would be great. <laughs> the new Bright Eyes record. Did that guy ever get cleared of his rape charge? The guy from Bright Eyes? I don't, I don't remember. Uh, he was another fuck that guy guy. People start telling me, oh, but he's Connor Oaks. He's so great. Are you see? Oh, 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 oh no, no, no! Oh man, you're actually serious. Oh man, ah, I wish you hadn't told me that. No, I'm not gonna look it up. I, you ruined a perfectly good Sunday. It's like you know. I'm glad. I hope you're happy. You ruined Auschwitz for me. Like uh, who's uh, who Walter Matthau said to his wife. Uh, um, yeah, he, he's, he's fine. Well, but he left his division in disarray. He's gone from the UFC. And, and fundamentally, he's also changed the nature of the game because you don't want to see Ferguson. I haven't, I, I don't feel like the door closing that much on Gaethje. He's got to earn his way back in, and he could do that by maybe avenging a couple of those other two losses he's got. He's got three total now. He won't be able to do one, but the other two I would maybe be interested to see. But the most that they could offer me for my depressive scenario was the most that they could offer me for my depressive scenario was, well, Dustin Poirier rematches with Conor McAnal. 
That's it. That was the most exciting thing that they, they go. So yeah, but you know, you could get either the Diaz's in there and the lightweights and that. And I go, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if, 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 if. Look, if I have to choose to keep Khabib around, passes, you know, to his sell by date, or have McAnal back in, I'm gonna choose Khabib every time. Yeah, that's what I want to know. That's what I want to know about um about oh, or, oh the accuser recanted claims. Eh, so you see what? You know, don't be Tiger Woods. You gotta pay people. You gotta pay people. Uh Jira, well, that's kind of touchy because I we have friends in common and uh and uh and what do I know? I just know I would have handled it differently. In fact, if you read Decibel magazine, I talk about a Me Too moment that yours truly had. With none other than, interestingly, Jarbo from Swans. Um, but, uh, you know, mistakes were made. I don't say they were mine. You all who watch the show know well enough if you say, hey, I'm going to do a show with Eugene. Really? What did Eugene said he was going to do? Well, Eugene said, he was going to do anything, anything at all. You would maybe have second thoughts about doing that show because, you know, Eugene's anything could be way outside the can of the anything that you were expecting when you got on stage with Eugene, right? I'm not saying it absolves me. I'm just saying. So if you, if you get Decibel Magazine, it's in my Damage Inc. column in Decibel Magazine uh, next month where I talk about it. But that's not here nor there. What's what, what's here nor there is the fact that both of these guys, and now I'm going, I'm going, I'm extending it to Cannoneer, um, are ruined because the same everything I said about Gaethje, I think I could have said about Cannoneer. Cannoneer had some sort of game plan, something to do with the leg kicks, and when that didn't really happen, he was like done. And he was valiant for a third round. Many of us wish, man, we wish this had been a five-rounder. He could have a strong possibility. He could have come back in the fifth round. Nah, bro. Nah. So, and of course, you realize in that division where, where we are, do you, do you understand how messed up that is? Do you understand what just happened with Cannoneer and Whitaker? Whitaker will never beat Aransaya. <laughs> so he is not an executive level gatekeeper. He is like he is like it's like he's like in a really fundamentally weird position of of you can't get can't, so tall you can't get over him, so deep you can't get under him, <laughs> so big you can't get around him. <laughs> he he. I don't even know what, I, I, there's no name yet for that. There's no name yet for that. You got to get by Whitaker to get to Anasaya. You're not going to get by Whitaker and Whitaker can't get beyond Anasaya. What's, what's the best thing that's got to happen, the best thing that's got to happen is that Johnny Boney Joni gets wasted in heavyweight, comes back to, to, to light heavyweight, gets uh, high-handed, by Blahovitz and gets met in the middle by Israel. That's it. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Um, but it, in terms of my fantasy MMA league, I see that. 
Yeah, okay, what ha which means, um, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. But it's more what he thinks and where he is. And the reality of it is, anybody who takes Whitaker out of that is gonna is gonna is gonna have to is gonna have to bring it. But how about this? How about this scenario? How about Johnny Boney Joni doesn't get pasted in heavyweight? He suppose he beats a Stipe or a Francis Ngannou and holds that heavyweight belt. What happens then? Do you want to see Israel against Blahovitz? Do you want all that high wattage, high amperage? celebrity star power against Blahovitz, I don't think you want to wait. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Because you got to understand, Bobby Knuckles, Robert Whitaker goes into it with the weight of what he just did. Not what he just did, but the weight of, against Israel. If you don't think that's going to stick in his head. And Israel's within every... He's within his rights 100% of the time to, 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 to high-hand the guy. Why? Why, why, why? It wasn't, you know, Ray, we, everybody wanted to see Reyes against Johnny Boney Joni again because it seemed close. It didn't seem close with Israel and Whitaker. Nobody out there except Paula Costa wants to see Paula Costa fight again against Israel. I got bigger and better things in my future. If everybody says that, put your money where your mouth is. Israel moves up the light heavy. Johnny Boney Joni goes up to heavyweight if you can't make it there like new york you'll make it anywhere but if you can't make it there go back home go back down but yeah israel 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 and, and you know what israel and, and johnny boney johnny it reminds me of it's like a cain and abel scenario yeah he does to, to stay but they but you know you would watch if he gets beat by francis and and scurries back to light heavyweight, you know you would watch him against Israel. Israel, how we would think he walks around that. He's got to lose the weight to get to where he is. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. I think Johnny Boney Johnny wins at heavyweight, which then makes a reach for, so what's he going to do? So they're going to do a catch weight fight with him and Israel? I'd, I'd, I'd buy that for a dollar. I would buy that for a dollar. But Cannoneer, uh, is Cannoneer the gatekeeper for, for Whitaker that Whitaker is for Israel? I don't think so. But Cannoneer has something that Whitaker doesn't. Yep. Cannoneer, um, Cannoneer has, yeah, I mean, Fedor has knocked guys out. Johnny Boney Johnny, sorry, I've never seen him knock anybody out. Stand up. But Cannoneer has something that Robert Whitaker, Bobby Knuckles doesn't have. I'll tell you what that is. He doesn't have, he doesn't have the division mobility. As far as I know, Cannoneer went to three different divisions before he found this place where he is now. Three. Heavyweight, light heavyweight, and where he is now. He, if he wants to stay, if he doesn't, if he... If he comes up with an answer, I mean, he could make the claim, logistically make the claim, fight one other fight, win that fight, and make the claim it was close enough. And if Bob, I mean, the thing is, he can never get a five rounder out of Bobby unless they, unless they, unless they make some sort of an arrangement until Bobby's holding that belt. And Bobby's not going to hold the belt until Israel moves or vacates. 
and there's no indication that he's gonna vacate. So, so you know, everybody else came out this this weekend of fights feeling pretty happy and confident and satisfied with with what the MMA gods have wrought them. I didn't, because I see now on my plate, I see nothing but chaos. It's like a friend of mine, her father had uh, 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 Alzheimer's, and she would bring him his food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he still never knocked anybody out with, he, you know, TKO is a TKO, it's not a knockout. He would bring him his dinner, and he would look, and he goes, where are my sausages? The sausages were right next to the peas. As long as he was looking at the peas, he couldn't see the sausages. So he'd be saying, hey, where are my sausages? They're right here. He'd look at the sausages. Hey, where are the peas? They're right here, Dad. They're all on the same plate. So there's got to be heavyweight, light heavyweight. There's got to be some motion. The catchweight fight, uh, catchweights are okay, but they don't result in, uh, result in belts. So everybody, so everybody, they everybody sees right now. This was great. It was a great night of fights. It's a great, wonderful night of fights. What I see on my plate, I see peas, and I don't see the sausages. I see the sausages. I don't see the peas. I don't see sausages and peas. But you know, Khabib said, "I promised my mother without my father here, I'm gonna do it." He doesn't want to. You know, the father can communicate with the mother. Relax. It's okay. I'll be there with him. I'll take care of her son. But boom. I just want to put his mother through it. Whatever. That baby poop is powerful. Powerful. So, um, um, yeah, yeah. DC, they, uh, they, that's a knockout of Stipe. Stop, drop, Stipe, uh, Stipe, sorry. Stipe, I started thinking about Michael Stipe after that whole Connor Earps, Oops thing. Uh, dropped him like a bag of dirty laundry. But 2021, the, the biggest thing on the menu for 2021 that I can see as I see it is, what is that great line from Hamlet? If we but blench, we know our course. We're going to see some really major and fundamental truths being told about Johnny Boney Joni by Johnny Boney Joni in 2021. This is the Mike Tyson looking around on the canvas for his knocked out mouthpiece year for Johnny Boney Joni. He either rededicates himself this idea that this is what he's going to do and write on his tax forms. Or he realizes he's made enough money and just hangs. Just does whatever. I think that's a strong possibility. I think Kane is right. Because not, keep in mind, you almost you almost have that sentence correct. You, to make a point, it's not so much point, generalized point. He has got a point he wants to make to who? He's still fighting this battle with D.C., and he will until DC is no longer drawing breath. I have an article coming up on, on Trump um, this week. I believe it's this week, somehow before the third. And it's about his first, his first uh, uh, run for, for presidency in the year 2000. 
and I know you're expecting me to, to write it from the point of view of, of, uh, of shitting on the guy, but I don't do that with the piece. I view him from the, through the gaze of 2000. And as a uh, you know, uh, unreconstructed New Yorker, there's a point where you could tell he had made his decision. He, he made his decision. Why? Because the governor, uh, 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 Lowell, where he had stymied his effort to, one, put a casino in Connecticut. This was a guy who was running for him against him for the nomination. And two, publicly called him a dirtbag. This is before it was widely known that he was a dirtbag. So call him like a dirtbag. As a New Yorker, you know what? You know, I, you could feel it. That was a moment at which he decided, I'm going to run. I had a friend. Let me tell you. This guy is Cecilia. And uh, a professional colleague had fucked with him. You can't Donna Shalele me on my own show. I'm sure you remember this. And the guy was on a mayoral commission <coughs> in San Francisco. <coughs> my friend joined the commission. Whatever this guy proposed on the commission, he would violently and vigorously oppose it. This went on over the course of eight years. One Monday, the guy just decides to move on. He's done. He's going to take a different job, moved out of the public sector, and he, he resigns. The next day, my friend resigned. He existed only on this commission not to help the people of San Francisco, even though that was an unintended consequence. Not to, to stymie this guy for eight years. To dog him for eight years. Do you realize that there are people that I'm getting back at who wronged me when I was seven? I am 58 years old. So if you think Johnny Boy Joni is not going to beat the pants off a of, off of Stipe... Michael Stipe from R.E.M. <laughs> just to, in the distinct hope that maybe it drives something into the head of, 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 of D.C., you're wrong about that. You are very wrong about that. <laughs> Which is kind of why we, <laughs> why we like him. <laughs> Never does a man stand so tall as when he stoops to nurse a petty grudge. <laughs> uh, yeah 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 well you know the thing is yeah yeah that's it what's the free that's a good callback what's the frequency data yeah that you got to go back to dan rather getting beaten up but um but i you know fedor i don't know uh, fedor fedor as far as i'm concerned is a cautionary tale and when i see that they're still talking about him fighting I blame one guy, and I blame one organization, and I blame M1. Primarily. Secondarily, I blame the bald one. You squandered that guy, and he could spend the rest of his life in the back of a car with Rod Sterling. Said, you know, you should have watched out for me just a little bit. Not Sterling. This is Sterling Rod Steiger. I can't. It gives me great sadness. I've seen Fedor fight in person. I've met him in person. They get, I've trained with the Red Devil team in, uh, 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 not trained, I hung out with the Red Devil team in, in uh, uh, St. Petersburg. I love that guy. But his career was destroyed. 
by guys who couldn't hold, shouldn't be holding this junk. Sorry, true. He's got enough to provide for his family, but in the end, he and what? I'm dying here, choking. So uh, uh, the guest hasn't showed up, so you don't know what the surprise is. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Ma uh, Vadim, uh, Vadim uh, Finkelstein, Finkelstein or Finkelstein? I can't remember. So uh, we're, we're not going to have the guest in. And there was one of fight that I picked that I had three cares in the fight. And then who was it? Oh, I picked Ian uh, Kudalaba. And, <laughs> and Cannoneer didn't show up. Gaethje didn't show up. But Ian Kudalaba, he showed up. <laughs> and the best part is when he crosses that Maginot line where Buffer is. And he looks over ankle 11 he goes hey, oh, and he makes a throat for those who just listening on the radio he makes the throat cutting gesture oh, and then he gets put to sleep <laughs> that was yeah man i was at that fight the fedor for beauty over doom and uh that was a sad time i said i was in shock i was sitting amongst amongst and amidst a bunch of russian guys too the funny thing is when uh when I, I saw Anderson Silva against Chael Sonnen, and I was sitting in front of a, I was sitting in the midst of a bunch of Silva haters, and it was great when he ch chokes him out, and I could just stand up and go, <laughs> give the middle finger sonar, <laughs> and it left the arena. Oakland Coliseum it was great. I thought I was gonna have to fist fight on the stairs. Nope, they took it, took it like men. <laughs> so yeah, Jan Kudalaba. Man, that was a way to go. You got to go out like that. You got to go standing out and then knocked out. <laughs> Man. That, you know what? Sometimes you can win by losing. And I think that's precisely, I love that guy. Next time he fights, he's a care on my card and I want to see him fight. And I want to see him do all that same stuff again. And I want to see him get knocked out again. Because writ large, I see one aspects of my life that I identify with in that. You know, I, I'm sure you know, I'm that guy who said, hey, man, you know what? I'm going to take that baseball bat and I'm going to hit that pumpkin sized hornet's nest with that baseball bat just to see what's going to happen. That was me. <laughs> and I tell you what did happen. It fell, broke like an egg open on the ground and a hornet chased me for half a mile. As I ran screaming, I got stung like 13 times. Nine, nine or 13, I can't remember. <laughs> and it would, be, it would be funny if I had stopped doing stuff like that. But I've never stopped. <laughs> or when I got chased by Mike Tyson's gang through East New York for a year. <laughs> when I was 13. Yeah. Why? Well, I said something to the wrong person and, uh, you know, whatever, man. Hey, I was already carrying weapons anyway because of whatever. Anyway, I think that's the end of this show. So uh, some of you come out of this one. Yeah, I felt the same. Come come out of this one feeling like Steph maybe and John maybe. John picked Cannoneer with me, but he was a, 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 he was a, a lukewarm Cannoneer. Feel that all is right with the world. I do not feel this way. I feel like we're we're looking at a 2021 where we lose a Johnny Boney Joni. I think he will find himself wanting in the moment. Yeah, I think he'll just, you know, I think he'll beat uh, uh, Miocic because I think Miocic is, is, is headed somewhere else. It's like out. 
I don't think he'll beat uh, Nganu. Uh, um, and I think he'll go back to light heavyweight. And I think nobody will care. See, the danger is that he, that he exactly, bring up Fedor. The danger is that, that he Fedors himself, that he pushes it past the point of our interest or significance. And I'm afraid that might happen to Johnny Bone Jr. in 2021. We also look at the playing out, the final playing out of the scheme of the Diaz brothers, criminally underused and, and, and running the risk of now being unusable because of age and interest and so on. Um, and, you know, yeah, you could fill it up with guys like Kenny and people like that. That's fine. But they don't have the same it or the Q rating right now. Spend some money on fighter development. Make us care about these cats. Because right now, not. All right. Cash app. <laughs> you guys said the cash app because you know I have the hardest time. Uh, oh, yeah, the guests say. Uh, uh, he said he won't be here in time for the show. He'll be here at 5. Well, he would love to be on the show next time. Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll do that. Get him on. This is the guy who started Bear Camp. Bear Camp for kids, which, you know, you pay uh, for a month in the summertime, $2,000 in the summertime. You as a parent could uh, send your kid to, to Bear Camp for kids where they learn about bears. And one of the best ways to learn about bears, that the bears are fitted with a special harness so that you can, um, that you can uh, harness the kid to the back of the bear so the kid gets to live life like a bear, see what bears see, eat what bears eat, do what bears do, sleep where bears sleep. So it's called Bear Camp for Kids, and right now he's seeking Silicon Valley funding for it. So this is the guy that we're going to have on the show. We'll have him on the show right now. He's, he has his own show with uh, some Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt whose name I can't remember presently. Otherwise, I would have mentioned it before, but we'll, we'll have him back. So... Um, yeah, Khabib is a uh, yeah. I think Khabib becomes a trainer. I mean, he can comfortably be a big man in town to raise his kids. He's got enough money. I mean, you know, the thing is, it's confusing. If you watch a David Letterman thing with Dave Chappelle, you know, he, he exactly talks about why it's like, yeah, you know, uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I got you, I got you. The bear can't, yeah, Khabib. Yeah, that he's like, I don't have to live in New York or London or L.A. In fact, I prefer not to live there. I go go walk down the street. Nobody's bothering me here. You know, small town community. Uh, it doesn't. We have a global. He's just as funny living in Yellow Springs, Ohio, as he would be probably more so than if he were living in the Hollywood Hills. It's a global world right now at this point in time. But 2021, I feel I'm looking at 2021 with fear and trepidation. Not so much because I picked incorrectly. Not so much because I failed spectacularly in my, in my picks. But you do realize what I did? You do realize what I did, right? I gambled. Big. Yeah, I didn't want to even get into that, man. I was going to, yeah, super, you know, I... <laughs> I uh, I don't want to think about that. Yeah, but I I think that's also that that is the the Caucasus version of making another hip hop record. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you do remember I wrote some article about the Bulgarian wrestling team who, after the fall of communism in '89, uh, they went back to Bulgaria. It's like I'm not working in the factory. And they all became part of 
or they first they start working security and they rose through the ranks and then pretty much controlled all of Bulgarian uh, 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 crime. In fact, there's a reason why most of the steroids in the 90s that I got, I, that I stopped getting them from Mexico and started getting them from Eastern Europe. Thank you, Bulgarian wrestling team. Yeah, I got to do something about the hair, man. I'm looking, I'm looking ragged. So, <laughs> look, there you go. Hey, 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 buy me a cup of coffee. Hey, I need a sandwich. Hey. <laughs> uh, um, anyway, anyway, anyway. So, this is the end of the show. This is round 136, version V1, a three, uh, six. There we go. The finger game is kind of, is kind of strange. On Monday afternoon at noon, Care Don't Care preview uh, uh, it, it comes on. And what are we talking about? We're talking about the return to Las Vegas and Anderson Silva against Uriah Hall, uh, a, a, a fight that gives me Spilkis and my Ganectozoid. Yeah, man. Yeah, but I had to face some hard facts. I'll just get, I'll tip my hand right now. I want to say I don't care. I want to make a symbolic anti-pick, but the reality of it is I will watch Uriah Hall fight Anderson Silva. I just don't think Uriah Hall should be fighting Anderson Silva. Or let me put it another way. I don't think Anderson Silva should be fighting Uriah Hall. I don't think Anderson Silva should be fighting. He's got one fight on his contract after this. He says he's going to retire after this. I don't know, but he said it like he was going to retire to something else, like maybe doing boxing. Why don't you just stop? Why don't you actually start making hip-hop records, please? You can actually sing. So Monday afternoon that happens. Tuesday night this week is uh, uh, John Nash is appearing on The Shoe Fit, so there's no discussion on hip-hop evolution that we've been doing on the Let It Roll podcast, which you can get for another dollar if you uh, uh, are a fan of Kid Not Tay's show. This week, I think I have an article on Trump's 2000 run, as well as a piece on campaign finance law. Ooh, ooh, yeah, we would like to do some more film reviews, but the, the likelihood of being able to do that with a three-month-old zero. One, because there are no new movies out that we're seeing in the theaters, and then two, uh, I do have some movies that John recommended, Diary of a Country Priest, which I'm going to try to watch at some point. And old-time fave like Dolce Vita, and then one other that Steph would recommended. I need to watch him, but you got to figure out the mechanics. You know, you realize when you first have a kid, it's all about schedulizing, figuring out a schedule. I mean, all of us are mired in schedules at work. First, you wake up a certain time, you go to sleep a certain time, you probably poop a number, a certain number of times a day, you eat a certain time. You have a schedule, you know. You're talking about somebody who's existed in the ether for nine months. Trying to organize their schedule with your schedule is what you spend the first nine months doing. Oh, oh, is that a recommendation? Okay, Exotica. All right, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, text me or send me an email because I'll try to remember. Uh, yeah. When an old guy tells you he's going to try to remember, that means it's not going to happen. No, I'll try to remember That's because I like I like uh, a Goyen, if that's how you pronounce his last name. So anyway... That's the end of the show. Uh, good news is, like I said last week, that my uh, stepfather, he, uh, my mother's second husband, just to be clear, my mother's third husband, 
He's also my stepfather is doing in fine fettle, which I'm super happy about as well. But the one who, the second one who was virtually my father between the age of five and 18, he pulled through, he's conscious, he is uh, uh, breathing in on his own off the ventilator and uh, uh, hand signs. I think he's actually speaking a little bit, writing. So all that, all that you know, of course, um, we have a contingent of the family that believes that that is uh, propaganda and hospital hoo-ha so they don't get sued for malpractice, which they should by getting the dosage wrong. Oops. Do not trust hospitals. Trust doctors, but don't trust hospitals. Organizations are fucked. They're fucking. You will get fucked. You know, you look in somebody's eyes, somebody that you say, you're telling me to take two of these. You, man here, woman here, you're telling me to take two. Yes, I am telling you to take two. That's fine. But the person who comes says, well, it says here, who is it? It, it says who, what, who, hospital? You mean your general rules? Ah, nah, 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 nah. You're going to vouch for this? Oh, I'm not touching it. Not touching it. Anyway, that's the end of the show. Uh, thanks for listening. Sorry for the quiet beginning, but kids got to sleep. Takes precedent. Uh, <laughs> yeah, basic, basic rules. Don't trust anyone. <laughs> but my mother was like, when I was a kid, I knew a little boy in my neighborhood who wandered off and he got his pee-pee cut off. Trust no one. Round 136, I'm your host, Eugene S. Robinson. Try to live until next Sunday. We'll be talking about Anderson Silva, Uriah Hall, and whatever else. Oh, and next, uh, I'll, it'll be the big reveal for whatever the October surprise was, unless the October surprise happens this week. This could be the week it happens. And then I'll tell you if it was the one that I was going to tell you when I told you I was going to tell you. Anyway, thanks for listening. Tell your friends about it. Ah, ah, I'm dying. See you soon. Look what you made me do! Ah, ah, yeah. Yeah.